0: and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day.
1: All right. One of our best guests, a great friend, someone who, (laughs) you know, it's easy over the years to lose track or stop communicating with people. People are moving all over the country, Mm -hmm. all over the world even. We went virtual. You and I stay in touch. It's, It's really... I enjoy it. I'm really glad that we do. You've become someone in my life that I, you know, not only respect, but, you know, look to for advice, for guidance, Ah, and just a fun chat.
2: Means a lot, Jason. Yeah. For about 10 years, man, I think we've kept that going now. And it's crazy to think about. And I think we talked about this on the first time I was on your show, which was like the first 20 episodes or something you have put out. You've been a prolific that like 9,000 episodes of this fucking thing. We're, but we're um, 10,
1: yeah, we're 10, uh,
2: I actually, we actually met back in like 2007 or 2008 and I came and dropped into uh, Albany CrossFit and you know, you and I were shooting the shit in one of the racquetball courts and you were like, Oh, I got this guy who's really fit. And uh, I think he's going to make it to the games. And I was like, Nah, probably. He's probably not going to make it to the games. It was actually it turned out to be Austin Maliola, but um yeah, super <laughs> fun. All right.
1: I had a yeah, good end up doing okay. One of the few things I was right about, man, you and I, though, we we've been on this call for 10 minutes and you and I just go down a rabbit holes, but I think challenge each other in a good way and, and, and bring up these topics. And yeah, I think one of the issues in the coaching world right now is, imposter syndrome and this idea like I think people like you know I don't want to say too much because we're having a somewhat private conversation but you know we were talking about both of us still have struggles not just with fitness nutrition with with everything and and we're out there talking to people coaching people and I think it's important to remind others that hey no matter who your mentor is or who you look up to be it mdv underscore fit or you know posting I, I did um one of your finishers the other day, my Ooh. chest is still sore.
2: Good. So good. That's I love what it. they're for. They're supposed to be just fun, fun little post workout deals.
1: I love it. I, I you know, I, I don't want to give away the secret sauce, but you can pretty much find good programming on social media these days. So, what I do is like I'll just save the posts. So, like I have yours saved, and then I'll just be like, okay, let me, I want to do a little more. Let me go pick one. And And something I always tell people is, if you're not like really into training that day or you're tired, do something fun. So like yeah. I'll pick one of yours and I'm like, oh, that looks kind of fun. You know, it never is as fun as it looks, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> but, but I always just like grab one and, you know, whether it was like your ring row, you have a lot of great ab ones on there too, which not enough people are putting out, you know, we got in the mindset with CrossFit that you don't need abs, right? How, do, what do we do for abs? We Overhead know,
2: we, squat. We overhead squat. Right. Or That's what we do. Want-
1: Exactly. Coach Glassman used to say we (laughs) stabilize the midline, right? Like a motherfucker, but i you know, I love it. And uh, you put some good stuff out there. I don't know how much we can talk about. I know some, Oh, we can talk about it a lot. Yeah. You know, you got a new program coming out with the NC collective, right?
2: Yeah. So I've been, uh, uh, well, first of all, uh, to go back what you started talking about, no, no, it's all good, but I just want to, I just want to highlight like you, what we were talking about is essentially struggling with, discipline and willpower and figuring out how do we mostly stick to the habits and the routines and the things in our life that put us on the right track and trajectory to have us perform the way we want to perform feel the way we want to feel interact with our environment in the way that makes us feel positive productive and healthy and it's not easy man and I I empathize a lot of times with people who struggle mightily with those issues because I struggle with them as well um I think some of the imposter syndrome type of stuff is a little bit of a different discussion, but in terms of like willpower and discipline, um, it, I think everybody in the world struggles with that. Um, you know, but with training, man, um, I still do high intensity workouts. You know, I think yeah, at NC fit, we put out a lot of really great GPP, uh, whether or not it's through our NC Metcom program, which is the closest thing that you would find to like a .com type of thing. Uh, or our NCX, which is strength and conditioning. Yeah, but we just follow
1: off- MedCon at the box I coach at oh, cool. Ralston Creek CrossFit. So a bunch, cool. and a bunch of the people in our coaches development group do. So it's cool because I get to compare not only my scores to the box, but uh, you know to, to other friends around the world. Yeah, I'm going to hit, you know, this will be out a week or two later, but two 10-minute AMRAPs today with, a, with double under sit-ups, and uh, those lunges are going to light my glutes up. I'm worried about those.
2: Good. Good. That sounds know, like a fun great, workout.
1: Great stuff. Great programming.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, that's only like two times a week for me these days, you know, in the past when I was really into functional training as like the sole thing that I did, it was five, six, seven times a week of dropping the, uh, the hammer in workouts and most of them being pretty high intensity. Right now, I have some different goals. And, um, you know, part of that is I want to do really well on the mats for jujitsu. And the other part of that is uh, I'm, I'm trying to push my body to an aesthetic look that I've never had before. You got and, it. You oh, got it. Thank you, Jason. But uh, I do a lot more like uh, functional strength and bodybuilding type of stuff. And they're not easy workouts uh, whatsoever, but, you know, they're certainly not as high intensity, the intensity comes down a little bit and maybe the stress on the muscles goes up a little bit. The mind muscle connection is, is definitely a little bit higher, uh, much more intention, but I'm having a lot of fun and not as much workout stress as if I'm running into the gym to do DT or something like that.
1: Well, one thing that you helped me with, I don't even know if you realized is, you know, we chat about workouts and here and there, and, and this is months ago. You were like, I don't, often hit the timer.
2: Yeah, almost never do I put uh, put the timer on anymore, unless I'm testing a workout for one of the programs to gauge the stimulus. But a lot of times I just kind of throttle it. If I'm going after a high intensity workout, and I'm feeling like a little bit, uh, eh, you know, I'm, I'm stressed already from work, the day's been long, let's just like, get after it, who cares about the time?
1: Well, I started doing that quite a bit, like, you know, I'll, I'll probably hit two days a week, like, try to go hard. Cause I'm training exclusively in my garage right now, just for the, for the time, you know, I don't have time to go to the box, but hitting the same workouts as them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes just not hitting that timer gets you going. Like you're, there's the stress disappears. And I think a few things you, you kind of get ingrained with, especially when we started CrossFit is like, Oh gosh, intensity is everything. Right. We've talked about this, the timer, here's something that is taking me a little bit of time to get over. Mm. And, and you're, you're, your posts have helped are, is the fact that like, I grew up in that bodybuilding world of like body parts and chest tries. Right. And with CrossFit, you know, this idea of full body power movements, but you still basically take body parts off. Like if you look at programming, there's a lot of like, okay, this is more of a squat day than a hinge day than a push day. Yeah.
2: Major movement function plays a huge part in programming GPP. Right.
1: So, but with like doing these finishers and whatnot, I'm just like, kind of like, screw it. Like, yeah, I try to think about it from the perspective of what did I do yesterday? What did I just do? Like, A, I don't want to overdo something and B, I don't want to like crush a body part that's recovering, but I also feel like who cares? And, you know, you bring up jujitsu, you know, it's the old like story that Pat Sherwood used to take. You don't show up at jujitsu practice. and You're like, hey, uh, professor, I see we're, uh, Rolling again today? You
2: know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, Rolled don't get me in any arm bars today because yeah. uh, I trained my arms or like I trained arm bars yesterday, right? Right.
1: So it's you know you you have to you know suck it up, and and, and oftentimes just do do what even even if it's not something that makes sense, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is a new. I, I, I have been thinking a lot about this lately. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. I was on a walk the other day and I was just thinking about how probably overcomplicated a lot of programming is, or a lot of fitness has become. And I'm not saying that there's not a way to have a really regimented and planned program and to not go on a linear progression and to not be really meticulous about how you're outlining your training week, month, year, whatever. And we do a lot of planning at NC fit. We plan a lot about our programs, but I also think that with a little bit of knowledge and education and understanding of your body and understanding of your goals, you probably could just reach out there into the ether and pull a workout at a random location and pull another one and pull another one and pull another one and pull another one. And And maybe once in a while you look at one, you go like, oh, like my legs are really jammed up. I probably shouldn't train my legs again right now. And you could get pretty darn fit. You could put together a really good, uh, program. It's probably easier to do that if your goal is general physical preparedness, but you know, also if your goal is, I think this aesthetic, uh, type of trend right now, this bodybuilding thing, uh, I really enjoy like a full body bodybuilding type of experience. Uh, I don't really segment some of my finishers and stuff like that will be like upper body or lower body or uh, booty builder or arms or abs. But like, if I'm doing a full session, of the time I look at that full session. I'm like, I'm pretty much training a full body bodybuilding session. I don't cut my days up into chest and tries back and by shoulders and legs Um, start to finish. It's a full body impact type of experience. And then the next day is the same thing. And I'm hitting some of the stuff on the same muscle groups the next day. And maybe I take the third day off from it. But um, I think a little less these days about exactly what I'm doing in terms of like, meticulous planning, I just go into it and try to work as hard as I can.
1: I, I love it. And I think you're right. Like, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, you know, when instead of mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, not that this is like not mindless, but I'll like, I grab one from you the other day, I grabbed one of Jacob Hepner's. I saw one from Dan Bailey, I saw one from Mayhem, like, I'll just flag them as like, workouts I want to do because I would say the bulk of what I try to stick to is the box training just so mm. I have, I like to do what the gym does. I like them to see what I'm, that I'm still doing it. Even when I'm not there, I like to have those scores, but whether it's a second workout or whether it's just, ah, I don't feel like doing that today. Like maybe I don't want to do lunges later today or double unders in the garage. So I just find one that looks enjoyable and you know, what we, you know, tying it all together that what we were talking about with nutrition and training, I think a lot of people, myself included get into this world with the result in mind and never just love the journey. And I think that's a big part of it. Like if you just love the journey and like, I'm going to go in the garage, like, and that's how it's been for me. The business has been busy. You know, before we hit record, you saw Rocky threw up all over my office. (laughs) There's dogs, there's babies. I have a wife, like there's still a lot going on. Like the garage is my downtime. Like that's my pleasure. Like that's, whether it's Dave Matthews or 90s hip-hop, like cranking, up, keep my earbuds in because it's attached to Madison's room and, you know, I don't want to wake her, but it's like in my own world. And and I think it's totally okay. Like if you're just doing this fitness thing because you love the dopamine and you love feeling good, like do workouts you enjoy. Like I think that's the misconception. Like it doesn't always have to be attack your weakness. Like realistically, my goal is not the CrossFit Games. My goal is, you know, longevity, to say longevity,
2: longitude, Longitude, longevity,
1: latitude, um, you know, be a good parent for her and, and, and feel and look good.
2: I think that's important to remember. Um, you know, there are certainly a handful of days, sometimes more often uh, in a week than not. Uh, sometimes I don't want to go into the gym and train and sometimes I have to just go, all right, let's suck it up. Let's get out there. You'll feel better afterwards. You have to talk myself into it, but a lot of times I'm looking forward to going into the garage or the gym and and getting after it and, you know, shutting a part of my brain off that's been working all day. Whether or not it's you know uh, things like podcasts or or writing programming or or writing a coaching development tool or something like that, and I'm just investing in that experience of testing myself and testing my body and seeing what I'm made of. And I really enjoy that. I, I love the feeling after I'm done with a workout where it's like, damn, I really, I gave that workout hell. And um, it's different now with the bodybuilding type of training than it is if like giving 21-15-9 uh, thrusters and pull-ups hell. I am enjoying the bodybuilding more as I'm going through it. I don't, I, I don't have to worry about like how fast am I moving between each set or each rep and like I can play around with the weights a little bit more and I can change the song and I can make the volume louder and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, when you're doing Fran, you know, you're not even getting to sip of water. You're so worried about the time and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm having Austin, a lot of fun.
1: Even Austin said that on. he was in our coaches development group a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, you know, his daughter Haley will distract him and he no longer is like super crazy about his time. And it's mm. like, just because you got distracted for five seconds, like like you, I'll change the song now mid workout, which I never would have done. Or Roz will come outside with Madison, and I'm like, get distracted and want to see her. You know, it's like that's not ruining your day. Yeah, is the point. And I think
2: it's also probably and- not ruining your workout. Like even if you were going after Fran, and I think I, I think about this a lot too, man. This is a this is a cool thing to think about. What is the actual physical difference? What is the manifested difference between doing Fran at three minutes? Let's say you're going hard as as hard as you can. You're frothing at the mouth. You're going unbroken. You're fucking just tore through this workout. You got a three-minute score on Fran. All right, that's one. What's the difference physically between doing it like that and doing it at three and a half or four minutes where you might have refined your mechanics just a little bit or you had a distraction from your wife or your kid or your baby or whatever, and you had to just take a second to be like, oh, hey, honey, what's going on? What is the physical difference between the two? I would contend it's so fucking negligible. There's almost no difference between how it's going to impact you physically that you should slow it down a little bit to focus on the mechanics. You can say hello to your wife. You, The only thing that is going to broken here in that whole equation is your ego about your score being 30 seconds or a minute faster, but physically there can't be any sort of tangible difference.
1: Well, especially at our level, right? Like maybe, maybe, maybe at the games level, those guys, 30 seconds on, I would argue it doesn't like, I would argue the same thing I would say about you or me, like, but that's a different
2: scenario, Jay, that that, that's a competitive fitness scenario. They're trying to win and stand on a podium. I'm talking about somebody who's in the gym or training in their garage or something like that.
1: I would say if I truly looked at it, the only differences are positive. Like I'm less stressed, which means I'm having more fun. I'm, I'm not going to be as sore a, if I, you know, move a little bit slower and less likely for injury. Right. Cause I'm moving with, like you said, a little more purpose. And I don't know. I think ultimately it's just, you're absolutely right. Of if that's what gets you to train, all good. What's going on? Are you all right? Are you being attacked?
2: No, I have like it sounded like there's a garbage truck that's ready to like bulldoze my house or something. Are you so safe just, right now? Yeah, I'm, you, safe. I'm safe. I'm are safe. Are you
1: alone? that's what you would say if you if you weren't safe, actually. <laughs> but you no, know, I think I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of value to what you're just saying. And that kind of goes back to what we're talking about. Like make make working out fun again. And I mean CrossFit does do that. It, don't get me wrong. The community showing, showing up at the box. But, you know, you, you know my philosophy. I mean, it's our company name, like best hour of their day. And that's a big part of it. Like, yeah, I think as coaches, and, and you and I were both guilty of this, I'm sure. I can speak for myself where I would put that stress on others. Yeah. Instead of just be, and I no longer do that. I'm just like, you know, I, t- I taught Monday's class, which was NC. And it was uh, every 3.30 like 10 pull-ups, 12 handstand push-ups, 14 up-down box overs, right? Very
2: fast workout in three fast minutes, workout. seconds, yeah.
1: And, and you know, I, I everybody was like, what about this? What about that? I'm like, you do it that way, Bob. You do it that way, Kendon. You do it that way, Christy. I'm like, because A, all of you are different. I was like, you know, I treated it differently. Like, hey, I want you to get all the pull-ups, but maybe we take away some of the reps on the up-down overs. I want you to get the handstand push-ups. I want you to go strict, right? Uh, and it's all about just like, What's going to let them leave feeling accomplished? Cause even like, that's a great workout that could leave someone like feeling like I'm bad at this,
2: right? Yeah, like and not that you did that on flat. purpose. <sighs> Workouts yeah. on that short period of time, man, they can fall flat or like the monostructural type of 30 muscle up for time. That's a really tough workout to make everybody feel like they got something out of that day sometimes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's okay to be like, Hey, you want to just do pull-ups? You want to just do dips? Like you want to do this? Like you want to do bar muscle ups? Mm. Like even that would be like, no, it's a ring muscle. Up. What are you talking about? You can't do bar. Mm. And I'm like, huh? If someone wants to do bar muscle ups and they're excited to do it, why not just let them do
2: it? Yeah, who who cares, man? I, I think people. I kind of think that fundamental approach to fitness that I, I, probably a lot of us used to have, some of us still hold on to. I don't necessarily think it's the best thing for not only the methodology but also for the athletes. I think that being more open-minded and letting people experiment or feel out the workout or guide, give them guidance and, and, and balance that against what do they want to do that day ultimately leads to a better experience.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you and I share a lot of sentiments on all of this and people that mm. check you out, see your sticky notes. We had our sticky note.
2: Battle. Oh yeah. We both have the same kind of stick here on social media.
1: Well, I think one thing that we both realize in social media is stay in your lane yes i think both of us have like not that it matters at the end of the day at the true end of the day it's insignificant right but when you see your your influence go up if you will your followership go up i think for both of us we've seen that uptick because we are doing what we love when we're talking about what things we're passionate about you you know your your posts all kind of have the same thing but you also put those workouts out there where i don't do that because i I don't look as good as you, so it's, not, it's embarrassing.
2: <laughs> you look great, uh, you look great.
1: But t- tell me kind of the mindset behind those. Like some of them, like how do you think of them? Where, where do you come up with them? How, tell me, run me through what it takes for, from a thought to I've posted this. Are you, trying to,
2: are you trying to
1: steal the secret sauce right now? I've, Am I I'm gonna just, see
2: some stuff show up on an iPad in a couple of days where I'm gonna like this motherfucker, man. No, I'm just kidding. See, I can't do um, the
1: multi posts like you do. I mean, I could. You could. But I don't because I do set mine on my computer and you can't set it to uh, Yeah, we were talking so, about that. And it's um, just not some, like I, I don't want to have to post them from my phone. I like being done. I like, for me, when I write a post, like I like typing, I'm more fluid when I type versus using my fingers on my phone. Makes sense. So just, it just kind of, I feel like on my phone, I have to go back to my brain and try to remember what I was thinking, where on my yeah. computer it comes out at the, the same speed
2: it also is probably a much healthier relationship with the social media because, uh, when you're on your computer, it's just not as easy to dive in and go deep into Instagram on the computer. Uh, I you know, Facebook, and you could probably go down a rabbit hole and YouTube rabbit hole for sure. But
1: right. And I tried my best for that reason for a long time. I didn't even have it on my phone, mm. but uh, you know, I, I really appreciate that people share stuff. So it's my way of being able to repost if they share my stuff. Like I think it's important for that. And to communicate with people. Like I do it, not just because I want to hit a certain number of followers, but because I like the connection, it it allows me to create with other people. Yeah, and I felt like that was what was missing by only using it on my computer.
2: Yeah. I hear that. I think that that's, that's part of the reason that I, I use this format of engagement is um, I'm trying to create connection with coaches out there and athletes. I'm also trying to have people be thoughtful about some of the things that they do or some of the things that they accept as being normal or comfortable. And, you know, I get labeled as being controversial or making people feel uncomfortable sometimes. And I don't really think almost anything that I posted is actually controversial. If you're thinking about really controversial things in the realm of like the world and what's going on in terms of our society and different um, events that are happening globally, uh, the stuff that I talk about is probably rather fucking insignificant. And, you know, I think that it, it I want to, I just am trying to push people towards a, a higher level of professionalism in terms of how they handle the craft of coaching. And I'm trying to help athletes make sense of some of the nonsense that's out there in terms of fitness and nutrition. And some of the things that I post, I think people look at and they go, I'm doing that right now. And I'm comfortable in doing that. And that makes them feel by default uncomfortable when they see that. And they, there's a visceral reaction, you know, the post that we've talked about, I think maybe before, is the eating during class thing, but. Which,
1: which by the way, shout out to Carl. He reposted that on whiteboard daily. That's pretty cool that.
2: You oh said yeah. Something
1: cool enough that Carl was like on a draw. He's actually. It may have gone up already. He and I were working on a post together too. Carl's a, a great dude. I'm sure if you listen to us, you check out Whiteboard daily.
2: He's awesome. He's awesome. He's putting out um, some of the most creative content in the fitness space um, and really good value out there if you're a coach or an athlete, looking to get not like just your opinions on different topics. Carl stays much more in like the actual coaching realm of movement and He's mechanics. Not very-
1: he's not very controversial. In fact, I've had conversations with him where he's posted something and gets like one negative comment. I'm like, you have a million people looking at your posts every day. Like one negative comment is nothing, but he takes it to heart.
3: Oh, it's tough. And, you know, and I
1: I think part of it And correct me if I'm wrong, like, at least for me, you have to word stuff in a way that draws attention. Like you have to take a side Mm. and you have to say it in a way that gets people the feels, Mm. whether for or against. Mm. But so many people like come at you. I see the same way that they come at me of like, this is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, like the way we're both saying it is, you know, hyperbolic, like absolute. But that doesn't mean we're not open to opinions. We're not open to discussion like people just I think the people that respond and the people that comment on your posts are the ones that are truly guilty,
2: probably. Uh, so I, I I think that when you're posting a picture in the format that we post, which is there's text on some sort of screen or uh, paper or post it or whatever, it's kind of like Twitter because you don't have an endless amount of discourse that you can have in the photo. You just have the space that takes up the screen or the post it or whatever, and you're trying to put a thought out there that will get and gain uh, attention or engagement and you want people to interact with it. And you want people to provide their point of view. I try to most of the time in my captions parse through some of the nuance that's involved in some of these things and provide my actual insight into it. But like, yeah, if I'm going to post something on a three inch by three inch post-it about eating during class, I'm going to say, you probably shouldn't be eating while you're coaching. And then I'm going to explain in the caption that, yes, of course, there's some exceptions to this. If you have but a medical, not really.
1: come on, like yeah. about that, like if you have a
2: medical condition where you're going to die, right? If, if you have a medical condition where you're going yeah. to die and you have to have access to whether it's glucose or some sort of nutrition, because you have something that's going on that could be really life-threatening. I understand almost oh, any other situation. Listen, fucking human beings can go 40 days without you know, I, food and you're telling me you, you can't go four hours?
1: I know, I, I mean, you know me. I fast every day, a minimum of, I would say 20 hours. Like most days it's 22. That's just, I, I, set, I use an app, just basically a glorified timer, 20 hours.
2: You have a four hour eating window?
1: Wow. Yeah, uh, five to nine, which rarely starts at five because that's typically when Madison's kind of wind down routine begins. So I usually only wind up eating for within a two-hour window every Holy
2: day. Holy cow, that's um, pretty. Uh, that's pretty limited. That that's. I love it. I wonder. Uh, we should talk about this offline. I would love to hear a little bit more about how your body's responded to it, and. I don't know. Uh, that's a,
1: yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's a long conversation, and it's not for everybody. But no, the it's point definitely I'm not. Is like, you're. I'm nothing special. You're not going to die. Like, you're going to be fine. But, but I want to say like. You put a post like that up and the people that are arguing, that's what they're arguing. And you're like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, and that's goes back to a lot of my posts. It's like, you're arguing what you want this to say. Yeah. What I'm saying is most people, most of the time should not be eating on the floor while they're coaching. There are like, imagine your sticky notes. That's like, you know, it's like no one would give a shit if you posted like something very neutral. Hey guys. When you coach, try not to eat on the floor, but if you must, because you're really hungry, it's okay to have a small <laughs> snack. You know, it's like, all right, thank you, Matt. Like, that, great, I appreciate that. No one's commenting on it.
2: Yeah, I think the most visceral responses, probably to both yours and my posts come from the people who might be engaging in this type of behavior. And this, I'm gonna make a big assumption here. They uh-huh. might reflect on it and go, oh man, well, I really, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm comfortable doing it and my members don't care, but this person's saying that I shouldn't do it. And they're saying that it's unprofessional to do it. That pisses me off. So I'm going to come over here and I'm going to outline all of the reasons why eating during class is the right thing to do. Yeah. At what, the end what... of the day, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I'm just saying that like, you cannot tell me with a straight face that during the 60 minutes you're going to coach, is the only time that you could ever shove any food down your gullet. You know, wake up five minutes earlier and have the protein bar. You know, figure out how do you have uh, a snack between classes. Plan your day a little bit better. It, it, it's just, it, it, it's kind of comical when you break it down that, you know, somebody's going to say to me that the only time they have that they could possibly eat is the one hour that they coach. Even if that's the case, a human being. Can subsist for an hour without putting food in their mouth it's possible
1: go twenty I go twenty. What's been another controversial one that you've had
2: mm. blaming genetics that was a that was one where um, I had a few people come out of the woodwork and uh you know tell me that I was a terrible human being uh, because I was saying that if you know you're double fisting Mcdonald's or if you're eating everything that's you know, highly processed and it's just sugar-laden and you're drinking uh, Coca-Cola all day that the issue might not be your genetics. Here's the deal with that post, man. It's like, even in the caption, what I was writing was, I want to try to empower people to take control of their lives and their decisions and not feel so trapped by things that they cannot control. You can't control your lot in life based on your race, your, uh, your genetics, your, the socioeconomic situation that you were born into. You can't control who your f- mom and dad were. You have no control how tall you are, how short you are, how big your butt is, how big, whatever. Like, you can influence some of those things over time, but like you have to work at them. But in terms of the things that you can control uh, based on your lifestyle and the decisions that you're making, you can control the the foods that you choose to eat. If you're an adult and if you're aware that there are healthy and uh, healthier options and less healthier options or more optimal or less optimal, however you want to phrase it. But to sit there and allow people to blame genetics and not uh, uh, feel like they have any control over that situation when three quarters of our country is overweight and like 45% of our country is obese. I think that it's a we're, we're, we're allowing them too much, uh, too much of a opportunity to, to say, this is not changeable for me. I have no power to change the situation. I'm stuck here. But and man, that, that I think is, a, that's, that's an abomination if you are a fitness or health influencer. I'm not saying don't have empathy. I'm saying help these people figure out how can they change the course of their lives with the decisions that they make Every single day, start small, super, super small, one decision, but work your way towards having more empowerment, more control.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, but I think we both agree the world in general is a little softer than it was in the eighties and nineties when you were wearing starter jackets and <laughs> collecting pogs, slamming so pogs. You're a little, there's, there, it's amazing how like a one or two year difference in age changes some of those hobbies. You know, cause I'm like five years older than you. I think I'm 43. You said you'll be 38 in a couple. Yeah, of-
2: 38 in a few days. When's your birthday? September 9th.
1: Oh, nice. Um, 38. So, but it's amazing how like those five years, like I never collected pogs. Like it, the, you know, the, the fads come and go. Yeah, I was. Uh, jackets are, you know, they're here forever. You got I was like a it.
2: few years. Power Rangers wasn't cool for me. Like that was, I was too old to on the edge admit edge publicly. I was into power Rangers maybe behind closed doors. I was like watching it and shit, but
1: yeah, I was, I was, you know, a little ahead of that, but you know, since that, I mean, growing up in the eighties, nineties is a different game than 2021. Like it's easy to blame other people. It's easy to, you know, I don't know, just sit in your own sorrow. You know, I think one of the things you and I discuss often is stoicism and mm. all, all that stuff. And it's like, just, understanding what you you're basically just saying what you can control control that like and you can't control your genetics i'm five three i've never made an excuse in my life for why i'm good or bad at certain things yeah i didn't go out for the basketball team and i went out for the wrestling team like i realized hey this is what i'm dealt let's take advantage of it and yeah stop saying it's my genetics when you're double fisting fast food like i don't think that's controversial
2: it, well, it is for some people. And uh, I understand that they probably view it as uh, ha- making somebody feel bad. Um, what yeah. This is not the intention, making somebody feel bad that they uh, are uh, currently in that state, that they're currently large bodied or overweight or obese or whatever you want to call it. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad about that situation what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to empower people and let them know that they they can find a way out of this by taking control and not blaming the things that they don't have any control over it's kind of like i never understood this you know when like a guy makes fun of a girl let's say for example for having uh, smaller boobs or like a girl makes fun of a guy for being short you don't have any fucking control over that. How is that at all a, like a thing that exists in society where it's like, let's make fun of this person because of X that they couldn't control. And the same thing goes for like the color of your skin. It's bonkers to me that people think that way. And like, in terms of genetics, like all I'm trying to say is like, yeah, maybe you got dealt a shitty lot in life where you had a, uh, a proclivity or like, a um, a, a natural kind of inclination to your body's going to go this way, or you're a hard, uh, not gainer, but like it's harder for you to lose weight. Your metabolism's a little slower. Get it. I get it. That's harder. That's tough. But you can influence those things by taking control of the situation and making smarter choices and helping yourself through this by by not only making those choices, but being empowered to not sit there and blame something you you can't change ever. You're never going to change it.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I posted a picture of my parents online, people would, I think that would be pretty good way to show people like you're not limited by your genetics. <laughs> like that, I mean, it's true. And I mean, I've never seen your folks, but I'm sure a lot can be said about that. Let's let's go to a less serious topic. Sure. MDV. Let's talk about coffee. Oh. I just finished my first cup. One thing I've been trying to do lately.
2: Have you heard of Andrew Huberman? Yes. Yes. Uh, There's uh, a great pot. He has a fantastic podcast.
1: Yeah. I, I forget the name of the podcast, but if you look him up, you'll find it. I watch him on YouTube, but he was on Rogan a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. which then led me down a rabbit hole of you know his stuff and
2: magnesium yeah, tri phosphate or whatever. And
1: theanine Ma- and yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, and Tonga Ali for my low testosterone. Um, but, <laughs> but, What, you know, I was listening to one of his podcasts and it got down this, the, the topic was optimizing basically everything. Yeah. And two things I took from it, a lot of which I was already doing, which I was kind of proud of, but the two things that I wasn't doing consistently and something, you know, tying it back to what we talked earlier is I think for a lot of people, it's the story you tell yourself,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? So you get, you, you tell yourself this story often enough and it becomes the truth and who you are and. You know, so the two things were for me, like when I wake up, I need an hour or two to kind of like basically prepare for the day. And two, I need my coffee right away. Mm. So one, two of the things he mentions to do is get outside for a walk. Yeah. Light exposure. and then Light exposure, which I've done every day Mm. with Rocky, like Rocky and I, 15, 20 minutes, like just depends on the day. Like we'll take a different loop. Like today was a little shorter. You and I were recording, but also then- pushing back my first coffee for 90 minutes to two hours. Mm. So I've been doing that. Like I just finished one cup. I usually have two cups. Mm. Um, I make a coffee press. I I I have my actually have it open in my browser because we were talking yesterday, but I never got around to it. But I was going to order some last port.
2: Coffee. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we just launched that company yesterday. So, you know, you have been posting
1: about this and I'm like, oh, he really likes this coffee. I didn't realize it was yours and, mm. you know, Mindy's company that's producing this.
2: Yeah. Uh, so first of all, uh, that uh, that podcast that Andrew Huberman did on like uh, optimizing your day is an amazing listen. Uh, yeah, check it I, out. I, I, I'll, Katie
1: I, yeah. will post the link, hopefully.
2: I love the um, getting outside and getting exposure to light, not only uh, for the more obvious benefit of the vitamin D, but there is something that he was talking about in terms of preserving and improving your vision and what light exposure does when you look out to the horizon. Uh, and it doesn't need to be just nature, but when you expose your eyes to long term, uh, long distance, uh, eyesight and viewing things that it improves your, uh, your vision. Um, the coffee thing, he can fucking take a hike.
1: (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. But yeah, the, I'm telling you, like, I told you, I think on a phone call, like I had a vitamin IV drip and that yeah, game changer. Like if you're listening and you can find a place in your area, I still got, look at this bruise. That's like two weeks ago. Oh What's man. Going? Am I not getting enough iron? might have to see thing? a doctor. Yeah. Um, it, it gave me energy. That's still, it, it was two weeks ago tomorrow mm. and I still feeling it, but it's hard to say because something you and I discuss a lot is like, you make a change and you're like, but I made seven changes, which one is the one actually benefiting me. So but I who cares is part of my <laughs> as long as it's working mm. and the IV drip. But at the same time, I've been getting up earlier and going for the cool. walks and my energy throughout the day is better. It may also be attributed. But it was the story I was telling myself, like I need coffee right away. Mm. I'm, I would challenge you to go an hour, like even just an hour, like you don't have to go 90 90- how, how no, soon you. when you wake up are you drinking your first cup?
2: I'm like, I'm almost still in bed. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm awake sometimes. I actually, this is a funny question. I, I like that there were, we're being a little bit lighter here. I, I asked my fiance, I said, what's your favorite drink in the world? And she was like, sparkling water. And I said, all right, for a million bucks, a million, I'm going to give you a million dollars cash right now. Could you never drink another sparkling water again in your life?
1: No, and I would say any, no for coffee for sure. Yeah.
2: Any beverage or whatever. And she was like, yeah, I could do it. Give me the million. I was like, N- do you understand how terrible that would be if that's your favorite drink of, of all time? Like the drink that you enjoy the most, it would, for me, uh, oh gosh, this is just so hard to say, but like if somebody told me I could never have a cup of coffee again in my life for a million bucks, I might not take that deal.
1: I, I would not take it. I'm telling you right now. I don't like, think I would. I, would. No, I think it would need it to be like
2: 10 million, 100 million. At 100 million, some, I'm gonna find like some fucking alternative, like mud water or something. But
1: yeah, you it would mm, two. If you give me two, I would consider it for a million after taxes. I'd be like, no. After 100%. taxes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> after 33 percent, on, ah, it's thinking, only 666,000. But um, you know, the
1: the other, you know, then I would be like, I would ask for some backup, like all coffee, nitro coffee, like what, what's no, nah, right?
2: everything's out. Everything's out. Anything just, that tastes like coffee, looks like coffee. Mm. The only thing would be you have to find an alternative. Um
1: I love the taste. I love the ritual. Like I purpose, like my day typically starts my life. around nine, my time MST. And it's usually a call, whether mm. it's a podcast or coaches group, a meeting. And I just like, you got your mug. I love just sitting there, sipping coffee, like talking to a buddy. Um, but, but it's literally me, my I,
2: favorite thing in the world. Like yeah. I, if it's I were so to incredible. say like if if I if somebody asked me what my favorite moments are it's waking up early the sunshine in i put on some music i'm sipping a cup of coffee and i'm just in sitting there enjoying what's going on and some of it is just silence and and yeah. realizing that i don't this these kinds of things aren't going to last forever so why would i ever deny myself something that i enjoy that much and of and, course you, you, know, you go down this weird rabbit hole of like well you know
1: going back to what we were talking about with fitness yeah i think you and i are very similar like we love like the people like jocko the discipline equals freedom etc but which it does i put these rules on like i get my i make my coffee uh uh press not a press pour over and in the chemex and i make my two cups like i know what it weighs etc and i'm done but I'm like, some days if I'm like, I got to call at two and I want to chill with MDV for recording a podcast, like there's nothing wrong with having a third cup of coffee or a tea or whatever that is. Just like there's nothing wrong with doing a, another workout that's more fun, right? It's the mm. same thing. It's like have these rules, but at the same time, be flexible with those rules. If not, like life gets really stagnant and boring. Are you? Do you have a meditation practice?
2: I have in the past. I used to do um uh that one word repetition meditation what was it called it's called um
1: not transcendental
2: uh yeah yeah uh shit the word the name is escaping me anyway i used to uh try to sit for anywhere between like five and ten minutes and just repeat the word center over and over and over and That's over cool. again and i haven't um i haven't done it in in years uh probably something that i should think about reintroducing but to answer your question no i don't i don't have one right now i have played around with it in the past
1: no i mean you know you were mentioning you know sitting around thinking like yeah that that's something that i i i work towards i feel better when i do it Mm. finding the time to do it isn't always easy so talk to me about last pour coffee how did how did it come about
2: and it's for sale
1: now people can check it out right
2: Yep. So you can go to lastportcoffee.com and that will redirect you to Notorious Bastards, uh, which is the uh, lifestyle company that my fiance started. Uh, we're selling our coffee exclusively through Notorious Bastards, but uh, lastportcoffee.com will take you right there. Um, I do want
1: to I, say we had discussed coffee like a year or two ago and you did this without me.
2: Uh, well, I can give you the formula. It's very easy to actually start a <laughs> coffee company. It's not that hard. We were talking about starting a brick and mortar uh yeah i want to do that i yeah, still want to do we that we should still uh, discuss that but you are considering
1: um, moving to this area before you you took up washington
2: yeah yeah i was we were we were definitely looking at colorado as a place to settle down are
1: you near seattle by the way no
2: i'm like three hours away i'm all near right. portland all right i'm gonna be in seattle but okay um so i am i've been a coffee drinker for 20 years i probably haven't kind of the most I've ever gone without drinking a cup of coffee legitimately is probably a day in the past 20 years. Um, yeah. I've never, never given it up for longer. Probably never had it out of my hand for longer. Uh, I've almost exclusively drank all my coffee black and hot for 20 years. I never liked putting anything into it. I never liked iced coffee. Don't really love nitro brews and things like that. I
1: don't as much as you're right. I'm just a good cup of hot
2: coffee kind of yeah. guy. I'll
1: grab a nitro if it's, really hot out but i don't like the taste as much as just a good hot black coffee
2: no you could put me in the middle of like the, the moab desert or wherever and like give me a million degrees of heat and i still want a hot hot cup of coffee in my hand i don't like iced coffee um so, so people taste, can they on people can check it out
1: you got fairwinds bastards brew homeward bound and jolly roger i'm yeah, gonna check out four roasts i'm gonna check out fairwinds i think why is one more two dollars more expensive than the others
2: uh that is our reserve roast so it's an Ethiopian reserve roast uh it's just more expensive to source that bean ethically um all of our coffee is single single origin all ethically sourced um and getting that coffee bean from Ethiopia uh, is a little bit more of a process than it is from getting the coffee from Honduras Costa Rica or Colombia um so uh it just is a more expensive bean um, to get it the right way. So, uh, yeah, we we started that company. We have four roasts. We have a light roast, a medium roast, a medium dark, and a dark. And they're all amazing. I've never found coffee that I've enjoyed so much. There's always something that eventually I get tired of when I'm drinking a bag of coffee. But this is amazing stuff. So I'm super proud of it. I couldn't That's forgive awesome. myself if I sold bad coffee. It would be like well, a I'm gonna, I'm
1: going to order some and I will let the listeners know if it's bad but i highly doubt it will be and well, also so just much. there's some cool stuff on your on this site like you guys have up some great apparel you even have a rash guard which i didn't realize you guys had so yeah
2: the rash guard is super comfy super i comfy.
1: will have to check that out um yeah you got so this is mindy's full-time gig she runs this company
2: yeah she was a, a biomedical engineer at stanford uh which is essentially Damn, she's um, smart
1: i mean that's awesome. That's, I, mean, yeah, I didn't right? realize that about her.
2: Smart, tattoos, lifts, weights. Attractive. Uh, got, got you could say lucky. it. You
1: could brag about your fiance. But she's
2: beautiful. She's very beautiful. Um, and she's a talented woman. So, um, yeah, she's, she's running Notorious Bastards and has for the past two years uh, as her full-time gig. And um, we wanted to launch Last Port through Notorious Bastards because it just was smart. Uh, you know yeah, that you audience a, is already tuned into a
1: shop set up you got yeah. all that it makes sense yeah and yeah. that's so cool yeah and it goes right along with your with your brand there. obviously kind of the american traditional look and yeah you know fit fit people um, tattoo culture so, for sure yeah notoriousbastards.com but you would also get there if you go to last port coffee com.
2: Of, <laughs>
1: of course we will put that in the notes um as well as checking out mdv's mdv underscore fit I mean, was MDV taken really? Like you couldn't just do MDV?
2: Uh, you know, that's a funny story. I think four or five years ago, you could pick just three letters as your handle, but they changed the rules. And I hit the person up who had at MDV. And I was like, uh, you, you're not using this handle. It's kind of like my thing. And they were like, yeah, give me 4,000 bucks. And I was like, uh, it doesn't mean that much to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: underscore it is. <laughs> so- yeah very cool well i will continue to look to you for the inspiration thank you very much and also you know we didn't mention it but check out his podcast the intro you have some i mean obviously i was on there a long time yeah i was gonna say
2: we gotta get you back on let's um let's record an episode let's go like long long let's do like a two-hour just odyssey
1: that i'm all for it i just will need a bathroom break in there like right now i need to go to the bathroom but um yeah i'm all for it we'll talk offline but check that out i know you very much you know, recent episodes with like Joshy G, the games yep. announcer, was a great episode. I saw Pat him out Cummings
2: in, uh, uh, from Consistency OG, Project and Kelly Staret. Kelly storette has been on. Marcus Philly's been on. Uh, I just interviewed Heather Bergeron, which was a super fun interview. I can't oh, cool, wait for that, that to uh, to watch.
1: Uh, yeah, that that one's not out yet, right? No,
2: not it yet. It will
1: be by the time, but but check it out. I mean, thank you very much. We, Jason. we are basically brothers from another mother. Like we have, you know, we have a lot of the same thoughts and ideas and philosophies in mind so if you like the stuff you hear from us you'll you'll like mdv as well so i
2: appreciate that a lot
1: check them out all right well yeah how about this i will order some of the last port and then we will have a podcast how long should i expect that to take overnight we'll be here tomorrow
2: what the coffee probably uh two days or so
1: <laughs> i was joke. well yeah i guess it's got to be somewhat fast because you want those beans right
2: well uh, yeah the yeah the shelf life on them is uh you probably want to drink your coffee within a month after it's roasted but you know they're all in these like hyper sealed vacuum bags you could probably let this thing sit on your shelf for a year and still enjoy a great cup of coffee but we roast everything to order and it goes out you know that week so um
1: awesome i'm excited Excited. and yeah i'd love to be back on the show thanks Had
2: had a blast always do
0: So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at Best Hour of Their Day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.
1: You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther Beard Balm. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears, just check him out. It's a veteran owned you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me then you want to check out Doc Spartan products off with the code BESTHOUR. That's BESTHOUR for 15% off anything at their website, DocSpartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to DocSpartan.com, use the code BESTHOUR and save 15%.
3: You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like The Phoenix, The Navy Seal Foundation, The Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay.